obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. So Lindsay, let's start with that then. Tell us a little bit about you and your family and what is Carnivore Lifestyle Australia? Um, yeah, g'day, Jill. Um, I'm Lindsay. So we're a small carnivore family living in Perth. Uh, my husband and I were both um, born and raised in the country ourselves, um, myself in Esperance on the south coast, and um, my husband's from all over the state, uh, from Darwin to Catherine to Kununurra, all the way down to Albany and Denmark. Uh, but we've been living in Perth for about 16 years now, where we raised our uh, two daughters. And now with a massive 16-year age gap, we're raising our son. Um, so our, our daughters have long flown the coop. And so it's just the three of us at home now. My husband, who's 40. Uh, I'll be 40 this year also. And our little guy just turned three. Yeah. Um, and so Carnival Lifestyle Australia is our small uh, carny family business. Um, we have a website with a small online shop, uh, a Facebook and Instagram page. And it's been a great platform just to share all things carnivore with like-minded um, Australians. Yes. Yeah. And how long have you you and your husband been carnivore? Um, so we've been carnivore for about two years now. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it would be close to two years. Yeah. Wow. I'm thinking a lot of my listeners probably like me uh, kind of this sort of flips them out first because they don't quite know what what it means to be a, a carnivore I mean we all think oh well aren't, aren't isn't everyone who's not perhaps vegetarian or vegan isn't everyone carnivore mm. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. different so and and I I don't think I've been able to find anyone in Australia who's been carnivore maybe a couple of people have been carnivore three or four years but it's it's a quite a new thing so, so not in, in the US, it, there's, there's people who've been carnivores decades. So what is the carnivore way of eating? Uh, yeah, so the carnivore way of eating, I guess, is uh, about returning your body to its innate way of eating and really just reconnecting with the basic things that we need for good health, um, like, you know, beyond meat, like sunshine, fresh air, movement, and also uh, good rest, which is really sort of undervalued in our lives today. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of what you can eat, uh, generally speaking, if it had a mother, then it's fair game on the carnivore diet. Um, so anything that could walk, swim or fly qualifies. Yep. Um, and, and there are different categories or grades, if you will, of carnivore too, from what's called the lion diet, which is very minimalistic. 
um, and it's only beef, salt and water, mm-hmm. right up to a, uh, a very relaxed carnivore approach, which uh, includes dairy, coffee and perhaps the occasional glass of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's basically beef, lamb, poultry, uh, poultry pork, fish, eggs um, and dairy if you tolerate it. Um, we don't personally tolerate dairy, so it's not a part of our d- diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and both coffee and alcohol for us um, are a bit of a rarity these days too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so f- uh, for me personally, I found it really hard to find, um, even in America, carnivores to follow that um, didn't include dairy. Um, a lot of people seem to have a very dairy heavy diet and um, and ours is and ours is um, predominantly meat based. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've been eating this way for about two years now. Um, and it's a fairly unanimous decision in our family that we'll not look back to any other yes. diet. Yes. Um, prior to carnivore, though, we were strict uh, paleo for about seven years. Okay. Um, and, yeah, we had our own little miniature urban backyard farm in the city. Uh, we had chooks and grew a heap of organic fruits and veggies. Um, I was a really avid um, gardener of fruits and veggies, but it, it just wasn't working for us. Yes. And that's how, yeah, that's how it led us to carnivore. Yes, yes, it sounds very, very similar to us. I mean, we we are on a farm and we've got eighty fruit trees. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, wow. oh. <laughs> so, what was the catalyst for you? What made you start eating carnivore? Yeah, so uh, despite eating really, really well um, by I guess today's sort of health and food standards, um, I was still battling some uh, chronic health issues that were having a major impact on my ability to to both work and just to have a quality of life as well outside of work. Um, And my chronic health issues were not resolving on a paleo diet. I mean, we'd we'd given it seven solid years of paleo um, and my condition wasn't budging. Uh, So I'd been sick for about a decade um, after I caught helicobacter when I was working uh, fly-in, fly-out on a mine site in the um, construction site at that time Mm -hmm. in the the Pilbara region um, as an engineer. And my health pretty much just unravelled from that point forward. So there was about a 14-month period where I was completely unable to work uh, and I was bedridden. Um, I could only stay awake for about four hours a day and I was in bed for about 20 hours a day. Um, And then beyond that, I was hospitalised for three weeks and nearly died. Um, Along the way, I developed a borderline bleeding disorder from being anaemic. I was just generally malnourished, had debilitating insomnia. Um, I had picked up some really painful digestive conditions. Uh, I was sick constantly, like for three weeks of every month. Um, I, I couldn't even go to the local supermarket. I would I'd catch something and I'd be home and bedbound for three weeks. Um, I had periods of being neutropenic as well. I, I was really just a shadow of my former self before, um, before I caught helicobacter. Um, and I tried every treatment available over about, about a decade, uh, but nothing was working. And if anything, I was just gaining new issues as time went on. Uh, And by 2017, salads were sending me to the emergency room um, and then that was just the start of some really debilitating allergic reactions. Um, So it actually got so bad that I started becoming allergic to my environment as well. Um, I I couldn't even take a shower. The water would burn my skin like it was acid. Um, So all in all, I was in a pretty bad way. Um, I used beef liver and cod liver oil to help recover from some of the severe allergies 
Um, but this was prior to knowing anything about the carnivore diet. Um, but it was definitely my first introduction to the healing nature of animal products. Um, but even beyond being able to shower again, I was still crippled with fatigue, insomnia and pain and all the mental health issues that go alongside with a decade of chronic illness. Um, And so it was actually my doctor who said, let's try something new. And um, I'll never be more grateful for that suggestion uh, because removing fruits and vegetables entirely pretty much removed 95% of my allergy triggers. And, you know, something like so simple to remove fruits and veg, Um, but it was also really hard to conceive and get my head around at the time because my diet was particularly heavy in vegetables. I wasn't waking up and eating gluten for breakfast. I was waking up and eating vegetables and meat and eggs. Um, But it largely changed that downward spiral that I was on with the allergic reactions. Uh, So, yeah, I'm finally on the road to recovery now. I'd been uh, sick for a really long time and so I I didn't expect to be 100% overnight. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so far I've had improvements to uh, my fatigue, sleep, digestion, allergies, immunity, uh, that nothing else, no other treatment, and I I tried a lot, Mm -hmm. um, or diet could provide. Uh, So I'm I'm confident that the carnivore diet is going to be the silver bullet for my body um, based upon the improvements to date. So I won't eat any other way, um, not if I want to be able to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, wow, Lindsay, that sounds like quite a story and and such a turnaround too as well. And so good that a doctor actually prescribed it almost. Yeah, he's fabulous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I recently went to see my GP to get bloods, just a blood blood review. And um, I told them that I, I told my doctor, I said, oh, I think I've reversed perimenopause. And my doctor said, really? What did you do? I said, oh, I'm carnivore now. And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so for a lot of them, she, she didn't, she didn't try and talk me out of it or anything. She was quite respectful. Um, but for a lot of them, it's, it's a big shock, you know? Yeah. 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 I think um, you probably know Kelly Hogan in the US who's been a carnivore yep. for like 11 years or something. And I, for her, it was her doctor as well who said, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, it was her doctor actually said, you know, let's just try this. Let's just try this for 30 days and, and see, um, which is just fabulous. And, and for you, um, you, you've got a toddler now, your three-year-old is carnivore. Yes. So what are you, what are you noticing about having a, a carnivore child? Yeah. So our little guy, um, Mitchell, he, he's just turned three in December. And so he's also a carnivore, mm. which I know is not a popular decision by today's health and dietary standards. Um, uh, But whilst I was sick, um, and that was even into my pregnancy and through the birth, um, but he had also been having his own issues since birth um, that were also stagnant on a a paleo diet because he was initially um, raised paleo. Um, And to name a few of them, he he had pretty bad colic, whole body eczema. He had delayed eating, so we were also seeing a speech pathologist for that for months. Um, He had digestive issues and allergies. Uh, but probably the most concerning one for me was the unexplained bruising that he was getting, uh, which was not dissimilar to some of the bruising issues that I was also having. Oh my goodness. Uh, so he'd come up with tiny pattern-like bruising all over his legs for absolutely no reason. Um, and there was one time um, 
that he had a massive bruise across his entire abdomen that we had no explanation for. Mm. And I remember taking him to a local doctor because I was really concerned in light of all the other little odd symptoms that he had. And um, the doctor told me that it didn't appear to be hurting him at all. So a bruise in the absence of pain was likely nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. But you should have seen the size of this bruise. Um, And in my mama brain, I thought to myself, there couldn't be anything more concerning to me than a bruise of that size in that location, um, especially in the absence of pain and trauma. Mm. But all those um, odd symptoms aside, uh, the final straw for us both was a really heartbreaking hospitalisation where he was transferred between emergency departments um, and after arriving at the children's hospital, there was a flurry around. um, He was then 17 months old um, and they were putting in a cannula and um, they turned to me and said that they were testing him for leukaemia and sickle cell anemia. Oh. And I was absolutely gutted. Um, I, I don't even think I responded at the time. I was just in shock. But um, we, we were really, really fortunate, um, though, in the end, to have the test come back negative. But my, oh. my heart just breaks for those parents that don't have that outcome. But that was the turning point for us. Um, That's where we realised that we were never going to get any answers for any of his his issues as well and that um, it was totally our responsibility to change something. No one else was going to do that for us. And and so that's how he came about transitioning over to Carnivore 2. And and we haven't looked back for him either. Um, He, since becoming Carnivore, he doesn't have any of his previous symptoms at all. Uh, he's a happy, social, um, and incredibly charismatic little man. Uh, he's very intelligent. His language is miles ahead. Yeah. Um, and unlike most toddlers his age, he isn't waking up in the morning or, or constantly dealing with that starving feeling all day, yes. you know, where they constantly ask for snacks because yes. the sugar rush from the fruit has just worn off after an hour. Uh, he doesn't have any of that. So You're feeding him liver, he, for goodness sake. How good is I know, that? and he loves, he loves it. it. Oh, he can't get enough. I have to, I have to stop him. So he, he just loves it. Um, but yeah, he, he's pretty much he eats two meals a day by his own choice now. That's it, lunch and dinner. Um, he he has no snacks at all in between that, um, and it's just water and bone broth outside of that. Um, the protein and the fat fills him up so much that he doesn't feel hunger outside the two meals. Uh, and he's very, very vocal. He has been um, for a long while, but he will tell me I've got a full belly, so I know he's full. Um, and I know that the meals are nutrient dense, and because I can feel what they feel like for my body, yeah. and so I just I let him guide me um, with when he's hungry or needs a bit needs a bit more food on his plate. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, the the only time that we have had any issues now with any of his symptoms reappearing. It's when we deviate from carnivore. So if um, I let him enjoy birthday parties and things like that with his friends. Yeah. So if he eats something at a birthday party, often he'll go for fruit over everything else um, because he doesn't get a lot of that at home. Um, but he has a, just a tiny piece of fruit and we'll see a symptom reappear. So one piece of fruit and we'll be he'll be covered in um, all-body eczema for up to three weeks from just one exposure. Um so that's when we get a return of the symptoms when he deviates. Um, but he's actually nursing um, a broken foot at the moment after a fall on the yeah on the first day of the year. Um, but I can handle that. I can handle the accident. Yes, yes, but all yes. all that scary unknown stuff with all the odd symptoms that seems to be behind us now. Um, so both 
yeah, it's both myself and my toddler follow a carnivore diet, both mm-hmm. for health reasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just amazing, and and I'm I'm sure some of the listeners are are thinking, but you know, the usual questions that probably you had, and I know I had, you know, what about fiber? What about vitamin C? That you know, and and that's something. If if you are listening to to Lindsay's story, and you have any any sort of unexplained symptoms, or even any particularly any autoimmune. Um, diseases just try carnivore for 30 days and you will be you be you, you can be amazed there's obviously no guarantee but you can be amazed at, at, at what it can do particularly when there doesn't seem to be any other answer yeah yep yeah. you know and, and even even like I grew up on liver and kidneys and tongue and pigs trotters and you know some Irish so that was normal for me you know very normal and yeah. I and one of my treats now you know if I'm going to have a treat it would be crunchy black pudding you know yep <laughs> you yep. know and that's that's and I've always loved it and I've always sort of um sourced it out and and ate it when when we were we we've eaten a, a low carb diet for a very long time as well um and uh but now black pudding is like a, just a normal thing that you have to have it in the house have to have it um yeah just it just becomes very normal and the feeling yeah. of, of particularly with me, we produce our own meat and sell meat and the liver is just liver and heart, just phenomenal. Yeah. So, so in, in Perth then, how do you go about getting your meat? Where do you source your meat from? Um, yeah, so we're not purists when it comes to where we buy our meat from. Um, we get them, we'll get it from a variety of different places, just depending on the time that we have available. Yeah. Um, but but our go-to online meat supplier is Gin Gin Grass-Fed Beef uh, because we love their products and their range. Uh, but we also buy from our local butchers and yep. also Woolies as well. Yep. Um, I, I love a good Woolies Scotch fillet steak. It's um, very good. The grass-fed one yeah. is very good. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. so um, but we do try to keep our organ meats as high quality as possible mm. uh, and get them from organic grass-fed, grass-finished suppliers. Yeah. Um, but five years ago I started out eating beef liver just from Woolies um, and it still had remarkable improvements yeah. in my allergies. Yeah. Um, and so I tend to go by the motto that any meat and organs are better than broccoli. Um, so I just recommend people shop to their budget and their convenience. You, ha- you have to start somewhere um, and then you yeah. can refine it over time if you choose to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. What, what do you say to people? I don't know if you, if you come across them, but people who say, oh, but, you know, red meat, you know, isn't all that healthy. What's your, what's your opinion on that? Oh, look, I, I personally think that red meat and meat in general just has been demonised for far too long. Mm. We've become so detached from it. Um, but red meat has been so critical to my own health and healing and my toddlers as well. Yeah. Uh, my husband just enjoys eating it. <laughs> but um, I think that beef liver is the superfood of all superfoods um, after experiencing firsthand how it lessened my severe allergies. Um, and I think when you've come from a place of long-term illness, you really just want to see some improvements in your symptoms. Mm. Um, so I didn't care that a meat-based diet was unpopular or against mm. the current health science or, or even that it was a complete opposite of, of what everyone else was doing. Um, mm. It was what was working for me finally yeah. um, because all the homegrown fruits and vegetables definitely didn't work and we'd given that a really good go for yeah. seven years. Um, but interestingly. Um, 
Oxford Academic uh, recently did a survey. Um, it was a self-reported health status survey of over 2,000 adults that were consuming a carnivore diet. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, yeah, and it, it concluded that contrary to common expectations that adults consuming a carnivore diet experienced few adverse effects and instead mm-hmm. reported health benefits and high satisfaction. So basically 95% of the participants reported the high levels of satisfaction mm-hmm. and improvements in their in their overall health, mm-hmm. um, which is just astounding to me because um, I care more about how a person feels about their own health yeah. and their direct symptoms um, after, you know, my own and my toddler's health history um, mm-hmm. than what any science um, says because they're the ones that have to live with their bodies just, just like we had to. Yes. Um, so 95% of them are having improvements, so that's massive. Um, but hopefully there will be more research in the future that will help to debunk those the, the misguided fears around consuming red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm just personally not willing to wait and suffer for another 20 years so that the science can catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, nor should I have to, you know. I've, I've really come to a place of accepting that it's my body and so yeah. it's my responsibility mm-hmm. to heal it. Um, yes. On our website we have a, a list of conditions and symptoms that I compiled from people that have reported that they've reversed, cured or put yeah. into remission different conditions on the carnival diet. Yeah. So it's an anecdotal list completely, yeah. but people have self-reported everything from, you know, your fairly common type 2 diabetes and thyroid conditions right through to um, early Alzheimer's and cancers mm-hmm. even. Wow. Yeah, so, look, I, I really think that um, red meat has, a real raw end of the deal at the moment. Yes. Pardon the pun. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. And uh, ruminant animals in particular, I know for us, um, you know, I, I when experimenting on carnivore thinking, oh, yeah, I'll try some chicken for lunch or whatever, and you just, I, I personally just didn't feel as good. Yeah, and we, yep. we even produce our own chicken here. So, um, but... What are you, what are your thoughts on ruminant animals in particular? Yeah, I, I do laugh a little bit about this one um, because right at the start of my carnival journey, I, I said to my husband, "There is no way that I'm only eating beef, salt, and water. I'm just not doing it. That's far too restrictive." Um, and it's really funny now because I'm pretty close to that with my current mm. diet. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely wasn't something that I forced, um, but I've just let my body be my guide the whole time. And it's naturally gravitated me to a ruminant heavy diet. Mm. Um, beef and lamb just sit so well with my digestion mm. and they also pose no risk of an allergic reaction, which is massive for me. Um, I also find that they're probably the most flavoursome meats for me and mm. I crave them both. So initially my cravings were um, for beef were, are much louder, but that's definitely progressed more to lamb. I think the more seasoned the carnivore I become, um, yeah, I think once all that noise from all the inflammatory foods in your body is gone, um, you can really listen to it properly. And and most of the time my body is saying steak and chops, steak and chops, yeah. steak and chops. <laughs> um but, yeah, that said, I do eat small amounts of other meat yeah. um, and I'll never give up organs, especially beef liver, mm-hmm. um, but I'm very much team ruminant animals now. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I found early on in my carnivore journey that my body became a little bit um, adverse to pork mm-hmm. and a while later, yeah, it was something about I just was completely turned off bacon, all forms yeah. of pork. Um, 
But then later on, chicken, it just became too bland for me, um, not filling enough. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed that with my toddler too. Um, just the other week we ate chicken drumsticks uh, for dinner. And, and by volume he ate a lot. He had two whole drumsticks for mm. himself, which was the same portion that I had. Um, but he, he completely ate them and then afterwards he just said, look, my belly's not full and mm. he asked for some steak. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I personally think that you get more bang for your buck with beef and lamb um, and certainly more nutritional bang and satisfaction too yes yeah for sure and I I agree with you I mean I think yeah I'll 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 still keep having chicken as a bit of a you know variety but you know I'm I'm at that stage now where it it seems to be just your team team ruin it I love that very very good (laughs) very very good um, and what do you what do you think the this this idea then of being team ruminant means for the you know because a lot of our listeners they might have cattle too but a lot of them more have sheep what would it mean for the sheep and lamb industry do you think locally Perth Western Australia and Australia and even the world what what do you think the future might be yeah look I think that the carnival way of eating is naturally growing in Australia mm-hmm. and all around the world too. Um, People are just starting to find out about the health benefits Mm. and it has growing popularity in the fitness and bodybuilding circles as well. Mm. Um, Thank you, Sean Baker. (laughs) Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, But I kind of feel like Carnival is now where paleo was about a decade ago Mm. um, and people are just starting to take notice. Um, So I can only imagine that in the next five to ten years it will be a lot more common and understood in the mainstream um, and that will have a massive positive benefits for the sheep and lamb industry Mm. in Australia and all around the world. Um, I think we all need to eat more meat um, and we're so lucky in Australia to have access to the quality meat that we do. But, yeah, in the meantime, I'm happy to eat their share. (laughs) I love that. Yes, indeed. Yeah, long may it rain. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of people that, that even a friend of mine, I came to stay and, uh, and I talked to her yesterday and she said, Jill, I'm giving this carnivore thing a go, but I don't know how to cook meat. I need to learn how to cook meat. And this seems to be one of the things you are most passionate about where you've got your recipes on your website, you've got some creative ways of, of cooking. So when you're cooking lamb, what are some tips that, that have worked for you and your family and even potentially some, some lamb recipes? Yes. Yeah, so, firstly, I do have to confess, um, I'm I'm not actually passionate about recipes or cooking. Um, I'm actually possibly the world's worst cook. Oh. Um, so, I definitely don't claim to be a chef by any stretch. Um, and I'm certain that my friends and family had a really good laugh when they found out that I had a Facebook page about food, cooking, and recipes. Um, so, it's not actually the cooking that I'm pas- passionate about as yes. such, but it, rather it's the health, health. it brings yeah. that I'm so passionate about. Um, yes. So, the, the foods and recipes on my Facebook page are all super simple and easy. If, yes. if I can cook them, anyone can. Oh, isn't that good? Um, yeah, and they're, they're completely aligned with the carnivore simplicity. Um, when we get really busy, our meals get very, very basic, um, which I don't think is a bad thing. Um, my digestion personally prefers simple meals. Yeah. Um, and also the whole point of Carnival is, is to take the focus off food, you know, detach your emotions yes. from it. 
But um, I'm, I'm also passionate about my toddler's health, so I've, I've had to find ways to make the foods that little bit more fun for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's some simple recipes to keep things interesting. It also, I think it helps um, beginners when they're transitioning in to have something that they can make that um, people become yeah. so used to creating with food. Yes. Um, it takes a, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to, to get your head around not doing that anymore. Yes. Um, yes. Or, yeah, or you can I, just I, get creative with how you shape your, you know, beef patties or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... Oh, and toddlers, they just love the simplest things. So, yes. yeah. yeah. But my um, my tip for cooking lamb is mm. just to simply salt it with a really good quality salt, not mm. table salt, um, mm. and, and cook it in tallow or duck fat uh, until it's about 65 degrees um, yeah. Celsius inside. And then it's perfect every time. Um, but my favourite lamb cut is 100% chops. Um, <gasps> they're my number one food at the moment. I have been for a few months now, actually. Yeah. But I, in general, I'm just totally loving on yeah. lamb at the moment. Love it. Yeah, that's yeah, what I my, had... my body's just crazy. Isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly it. My Gary, my husband, he he very much thinks it's, it's very good because obviously there's generally fat on chops, so you get the fat. And then if you're cooking yeah. in, the, in the tallow or the duck fat as well, and, and that's, I mean, tallow and duck fat is perfect if, if you're cutting out dairy because of choice or from a health reason point of view or tolerance point of view. Um, yep. And I had a, a, someone else from the carnivore community contact me recently about, you know, how many chops is there, you know, if I get a whole lamb? And I said, you could have the whole 20 kilos in chops. And that's the beautiful thing <laughs> yep. about a lamb is that literally all the shoulders can go into the chops. You've got the whole loin and you can get leg steaks or leg chops. You know, so it's it's pretty cool if if your body's craving yeah. chops, you can actually do that. Yeah, it's yep. it's, um, it's really very good. Yeah, and um, so your the the focus of the 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 website and your your Facebook page. What 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 are you? And perhaps I, I guess it's a probably a family business now. Really, what what is the aim there? What do you, what's your philosophy? What are you trying to achieve with with that? Yeah, so um, we we strongly believe in species-specific foods. Um, so, for example, we, we have two eclectus parrots and their diet just consists of fruits and vegetables. So we still actually shop for fruit, fruits and vegetables every week, <laughs> yeah. um, which is a little bit funny. But, um, but we don't feed them gluten, rice, any manufactured or unnaturally vitamin-fortified pellets that are sold at the pet shops, um, just fruit and vegetables. Um, and so for humans, we believe that a biologically appropriate diet is simply meats and tiny, tiny amounts of other foods, which mm-hmm. we may have come across seasonally, mm-hmm. um, but certainly not not the highly hybridised and, you know, the selectively bred fruits and veggies that are in abundance at the supermarket today. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so these fruits and vegetables have been grown with pesticides, insecticides, fungicides, you know, synthetic fertilisers. And all of that on top of their own defence mechanisms because they have their own insecticides and toxins as well. Um, so we believe that fruits and vegetables, um, as well as all the highly processed foods that are available today, that they're the root cause of the widespread illnesses, conditions mm-hmm. and chronic diseases. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's uh, what our website uh, tries to get across, that mm-hmm. there, there is another way if you have been sick for a number of years. Yeah you know, look here, this yeah. is another option to give it, a, yeah, give it a try. Yeah. Um, but we also have um, a Facebook page, um, Carney Mama Australia, 
And so the aim of that page is more to connect um, with other carnivores and create a little bit of a carny community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's our way of sharing our personal healing journeys on the carnivore diet and just the practical day-to-day stuff um, because a lot of people when they start think, oh, my God, you know, what am I going to eat? Yeah. Um, and it can be a bit of a mental struggle to get your head around not only dropping fruits and vegetables but also going from having five different things on your dinner plate down to just one or two. Um, And it's, yeah, it's that simplicity of the carnivore diet. It's something that takes a little getting used to. Um, But once you're there, there, you really do love it. Um, So a lot of our meals are mono meals, um, just one ingredient. Um, And so, yeah, and so the carnivore, um, the Carney Mama Australia Facebook page just shows people how simple uh, we eat Mm -hmm. um, because it's often something that you question in the early days. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a bit of support and reassurance um, and a, a little bit of a community. Yeah. Um, yeah, whereas the, um, the yeah, the Carnival um, Lifestyle Australia um, is is our little family business mm-hmm. um, and the website is has been set up just to offer that information in a fixed location. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our, our philosophy on dropping the fruits and vegetables and the benefits mm-hmm. um, that it can yield. Um, there's a heap of information on there for beginners um, on nutrition and lifestyle, and I've I've started compiling a library of videos from doctors, uh, both in Australia and yeah, and all around the world that are in support of the carnivore diet because there are so many doctors in support of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's also the the section on simple recipes, which is um, still a work in progress. Um, but uh, and also an online shop called the Carnivore Store, yes. um, and that's where we put up all of the carnival products that we use and love um there are actually very few food products that we recommend because the aim is to source as much of it as you can from natural food sources yeah yes indeed yeah absolutely so as you say something that's had had a mother or you know a single ingredient one of the things that um was one of my christmas presents this year which was amazing was that the Celtic salt, the French salt, someone bought that for me. And I just thought it was a great present. And I was so happy to see it on your website because I think um, for a lot of people, that's quite hard to find. It's not in the supermarkets or, you know, it's not in all the health foods. I know the, the type of salt we use is very important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, from a fellow carnivore, I think it's so good that you're, you're, at least showing the product that 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 is the best product and then of course they can purchase it or they they at least know that you know that's the sort of thing we're aiming for and it not all salt is created equally i i heard recently that the himalayan salt has got pink food dye in it oh wow yeah, yeah. Just think, oh, we just think, oh, the pink salt is so good. Not, not, not always. No. Not always. We gotta yeah. check things. We really gotta check things. Yeah. We do, yeah. Which is uh, which is so good. So who do you think has been the major influencers for you over your carnivore journey? Um, I'd say the number one would probably have to be my amazing doctor. Mm. Um, he's one of the really great ones. I'm just so grateful to him. His guidance and commitment to helping me wow. has honestly saved my life. Like I don't think I'd still be here if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Um, but also my husband too. He he started the journey first because I was still breastfeeding our, um, oh. our baby at the time. Um, so my husband was, I guess, our family guinea pig. Um, and 
I was still really unwell. So he did all the the reading and the research Mm. that I was too unwell to do myself. And he did all of the cooking initially too. Um, So he's been my complete rock, not not only through the carnivore journey, but also Mm. um, for sticking by me through over a decade of illness. Mm. Um, But then also my toddler too, you know, he's my daily reminder to do better for him. And I I truly learn so much from him every day. He he keeps me so grounded. Um, And I think that young kids, they sort of exude that innate instincts for diet, movement, through play and their inclination Mm. for being in and exploring nature. So it's been very grounding for me to relive those experiences as an adult as well Um, Mm. because life is just so very simple for a toddler and they have very few wants and I think that's really, it's a really beautiful lesson for us adults. Um, So there's no, you know, there's no big influential names here. Um, It's just the people closest to me that have helped me immensely. I love it. I love it. And I think that's, you know, what you mentioned at the beginning and how, it is about that, that you know, eating simply, living simply, sunlight, um, good clean water, getting getting yeah. your feet, literally your feet on the earth, you know, those sorts of things. That, that that's really what it is. It's a, it's a way of life, not just a way of eating. Yeah, you know. So it's a yeah. It's it's really interesting. Um, and if. If people want to find you online, connect with you online, chat with you more, where where would they find you? Yeah, so our, our website is um, www.carnivorelifestyleaustralia.com.au um, and they can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Yeah. Um, but our website is newish, so it's still a work in progress, but, yeah, we'd love to have the visitors. Mm-hmm. Um and if they're interested in what the carnivore diet looks like for our little family um, and to see just how simple the meals are, then um, they're welcome to follow us on Facebook at carney-mama Australia. Um, and I'm always happy to receive private messages if people want to have a chat about something a little bit more private. Um, yeah, yeah, particularly, I, yeah, I mean, I think particularly for young families or people with kids, and uh, and perhaps even people who are pregnant and things like that. I think it's you know you've got a lot lot of things to share there as well, which yeah. is um, which is so lovely. And your website, I had no idea it was new. It looks very professional. <laughs> oh yeah, it's very new. I think that the first of December we launched it, so oh, it's wow. yeah. I've, I've got a lot of work to do on oh, it. No. At least it's up. <laughs> That's brilliant, brilliant. That is really really good, and I'm sure it, it literally it'll. Uh, the only way is up, so you'll you'll I'm sure keep getting visitors and um and hopefully with with some of the podcast listeners we'll check you out online and check out some of those recipes because a lot of people do ask me you know what do I do with the offal you know or yeah. you know those sorts of things and you've got some great ideas and again the answer is keep it simple just keep it simple yeah just just have yeah. a crack you know do it have a quick Google yeah it, it doesn't have to be complex yeah. No, it's, uh, it's really, really good. Any final messages, thoughts you'd like to leave the, the listeners with, Lindsay? Oh, no, just um, eat more meat, eat more, <laughs> eat more lamb, eat more beef. Um, you know, if, if you are feeling a little bit poorly mm. or you've had some chronic conditions, just swap out, maybe swap out your dinner for um, beef or lamb um, or both uh, for a week and just see how it makes you feel. Um, it's absolutely amazing, um, the healing benefits. Yeah, I love that. And I think 
to, to quote Kelly Hogan, she says, uh, eat the eat the meat, save the humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I know. It is. I, I, I have to say I I can't I can't quite believe it. And even Gary, my husband, and he was, you know, we've we've been big gardeners and growing our own veggies for 15 years. And and he was a very clean eater. He doesn't drink or anything. And he's noticed a huge improvement um, as well. So even though you think you're doing all the right things, there's I think the carnivore can sort of take take that healing to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And and even if you don't think you have health issues, um, yeah, I've I've read from a lot of people that they're like, oh wow, I, I never thought, I never considered myself to have anxiety. And then they they start eating like a carnivore diet, and then they will say, oh wow, I actually feel so calm. Yeah. I now recognise that I had quite a bit of anxiety before. Yes. It's just so grounding and it, that that sense of calm that it brings. I don't think you can really describe it. You've got to feel it for yourself. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a very mellow sort of feeling. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's very good. Sleeping. Uh, the other thing I've noticed is sleeping is is much better. You you, yes. uh, you you very rarely wake up in the middle of the night. You know, you don't have those sorts of sort of situations and things like that it's very different for me anyway it's it's been quite super it's been quite different you know and just energy yes, yes. you know I mean were you running around after a toddler I mean that's enough to tire anyone out but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm running around after sheep and and I have a, a sort of a day job as well and, and I feel I can just jump over fences now and and do all this sort yep. of stuff that I used to do when I was in my 20s and thinking, oh, this is what it feels like to be a, literally a spring in your step, <laughs> spring yep. lamb in your step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us on the Sheep Show podcast, Lindsay, especially in World Carnivore Month. And thank you so much for what you're doing with your website and, and bringing making it simple for us to perhaps try carnivore and be carnivore. So thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Want to make a difference to a farmer today? Why not buy direct? At Halston Valley Farm, we supply whole lamb cut and professionally packed to Victorians in Australia and ready for your family to savour. Place your order today at www.halstonvalleyfarm.com. And how's your sheep journey going? Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. And until next time, sheep well.